Welcome to room 4216. I'm so glad you've come. Reading the Bible can be difficult. Not to mention understanding it. Mm -hmm. Having a disability such as blindness or another can be difficult too. Sometimes it feels like God's not even there. But in room 4216... God shows us his path and we find... We are not alone. Hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. It's Pastor Dave. And Cecilia. We're glad to be back with you in room 4216. Wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Last week, we studied... Ascension. Where we read about why Jesus went back to heaven. And one of the key reasons he went back to heaven was that he might send the Comforter, the Holy Spirit. Today we want to look at the Holy Spirit. On that particular day we call Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was given in a very special way. And as we look at the Holy Spirit, we have several questions we want to look at. We'll do the best we can in in looking at these, answering them. Although we might not be fully able to touch on everything, but we'll do as best we can. But if you still have more questions, of course, write to us and tell us, hey, I want more information here. So, who is the Holy Spirit? Why is the Holy Spirit important? What does the Holy Spirit do? How do I know if if, if I have the Holy Spirit or am filled with the Holy Spirit? What's all this about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the fruits of the Holy Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit? Well, they different, all three of those things. Hmm. And then finally, what's the difference between the world before the Holy Spirit came on Pentecost and after? once when I was sick I had a broken ankle and I couldn't go out and one day one of my choir mates came over and she had brought a get well card with her Mm, nice but I'm sure you couldn't read it and see it being blind and it's kind of sad actually it was in print but it was also in braille I think you had a hand in that if I remember right I don't know what you're talking about and of course and it even had all the names of my choir mates who had signed it grilled oh, on the how card itself. Special. So not only was it a card with a thought, but it's something you could connect to. Man, that is great. It was. For years, it's been that way, but it's getting a little. But, but you can't always find braille cards. Not everyone reads braille cards, but it is getting better, as there are other cards now, like this one. <laughs> little bit of music mm-hmm. brings a nice thought to it. Um, my uh, uh, Another card that, that I'm, I found uh, uh, on my pillow, actually, on my bed, my Aww. wife gave to me. So the thought made it special along with the music. Another one of these... Talking cards. I got on Father's Day. 
They told me on the front is a man with his feet up on the sofa. <laughs> Sounds like you at the end of the day. Well, that was their point in doing that. Yeah, yeah. It was appropriate, I guess. And another one my wife gave me is uh, this one. Oh, ooh, I'm sorry. Dave. You weren't supposed to hear that one. Sorry about well. that. <laughs> the point, though, is is if you can't read it, you don't identify with it. And it has less meaning. But when there's something added to it that brings meaning, it really connects. And that's the reason the Holy Spirit has been given. So that we will understand and connect to Jesus. Jesus said in John 16, verses 12 and 13, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. Hmm, that's significant. Again? But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. You know, I am so glad the Holy Spirit has come. There are times when I'm reading the Bible... And I can read something and read it again and read it again, and I just don't understand it. Me too. Really? Yeah. But, oh, yeah. But then I'll read it, and finally, one day, I get it. Yeah. Wow. Finally makes sense when, when it doesn't make sense. Even like those cards we were joking <laughs> yeah. about don't make sense, but then with some extra added things, they make sense. Mm-hmm. But wait. Um... Aren't we getting ahead of ourselves here? Um, actually, we are. The disciples argued many times which one of them were the greatest. Jesus demonstrated he was the greatest, for he rose from the dead and destroyed sin, death, and the power of the devil. And so when Jesus ascended to heaven, the disciples did what they were asked to do by Jesus, to go back and wait and pray to the Great One for the Holy Spirit. We'll read the account of Pentecost from Acts chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd gathered together in bewilderment, because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, Aren't these who are speaking Galileans? 
then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. You into my life, into my life. Got to get you into my life, into my life. Got to get you into my life. Okay. Sounds like somebody's listening to some music they really like. Uh, well, yeah, it's Earth, Wind, and Fire. It's uh, one of my favorite uh, one of those, bands. One of from, those ancient groups from. Oh, Duck here. Yeah, it's nice jazz, and some of their music isn't so good. Some of the words aren't so good, but that song, I love that one about got to get you into my life. I used to sing that, uh, and I still think about my wife that way, got to get you into my life, but it also pertains to what we're doing today with Pentecost and the Holy Spirit. Got to get you into my life, into my life, and when he gets into your life... I don't know about the earth, but the wind and the fire. And it's kind of interesting about that symbolism that we find going on, too. Oh? Well, the wind. Like a mighty wind came the spirit. And it is literally a a wind or breath. And that's how the Old Testament speaks about the Spirit. And in some places in the New Testament, too, the breath of God blowing fresh air Mm. into our lives. Into our lives. I have with me on the phone Carrie, who many of you have heard in the past as she has done some voice overlay for us. How are you feeling today, Carrie? I understand you were in the hospital this past week. Why? Can you tell us, please? I was hospitalized for breathing treatments for asthma and some emphysema. Ooh. And tell me, what was that experience like? What, What made you go, oh, I better go to the hospital? The first thing that got me going was the fact that I was sitting there uh, listening to myself breathe. Um, And you could hear yourself breathing and wheezing like? Wheezing, I was sitting there wheezing and breathing. That's that's not normal. Okay. What else then? So I went in Mm -hmm. uh, to get checked out to get the treatment um, and uh, 
And obviously now you're, you're doing better. Let me take you to a different thought. Was there any time when you were in the hospital, you were thinking, man, it's hard to breathe. What if I would stop breathing or what if I couldn't get a breath in? What, what were you thinking and feeling at that moment? Thinking, there was some fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, thinking about my relationship with God and with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Physically, I and, and I and I can appreciate that, and I'm glad. I was going to get to that next. You you jump to the more spiritual. Just physically, what was the feeling like? Um. This really was very serious, your lack of breath. I wonder if sometimes we take for granted, I know I do, that that breath, just breathe in, breathe out, and just kind of, and any thoughts on, on that? Well, yes, breathing in or out hurts. Mm. Um, and I have to do the exercises that I've been given to make sure that my breathing space stays nice and stretched out and open. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, but it hurts. <laughs> and it hurts. And that's really what life is about. If you don't have the breath of life, well, breath of life. If you don't have breath... You don't have life. And sometimes it sounds like, well, I hear that it was a struggle and therefore life was a struggle and it hurt. And hurts probably still today. Uh, Yes, it does. Mm. You've given us new thought and pause to what breath is about, especially as we think about Pentecost, the breath of God entering us and without the breath of God, we don't have life. You face literally without the physical breath, you wouldn't have life. Those two really do tie together. Yes, they do. Our prayers are with you, Carrie, and I know you've got a bit of a road yet to go, but uh, I'm glad to know our prayers are being answered, and may they continue to be answered for your better health. Well, I, I appreciate the prayers, and... Uh Thank you, Carrie, and we'll talk with you later. I thank you, Pastor Dave. On day six of creation, Genesis chapter two, verse seven. And the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being.
Wow, you know that uh, words about breath reminded me of another story. Yeah. It's in Ezekiel. It's in chapter thirty-seven, and Ezekiel oh, is led by well, the Spirit um, uh, out Cecilia? into the valley, and Cecilia? and God is talking to him, and He says, um, um, "Ezekiel, uh, look at Cecilia? these dry bones. There's there's all these dry bones." Cecilia, what do you want? Um, did you know there is an a whole 30-minute Faith Matters episode on Ezekiel 37? And our listeners can listen to the whole thing rather than hearing you ramble and ramble and ramble on. What's the matter with my rambling? Um, you just don't look like an old rambling car, you know. Ram- my grandpa had a rambler, and everyone now laughed at that ramble. And, and that old rambler didn't even have a radio. And and it was so fun to ride in that Pastor thing because Dave. you didn't have a, a radio, and you just kind of... Ah! Yeah? Now who's rambling? Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, if you go to not-alone.net and go down to the link Faith Matters... You'll find it says dry. No, it doesn't. It's not labeled yet. Just go for number be. fifty-seven. Number fifty-seven. Five, seven. Like Heinz fifty-seven uh, steak sauce. But this is going to be episode fifty-seven. <laughs> and it's dry bones. And there's a whole episode on it. And um, and um, and um, our friend David Rosenketter helps us with it. Oh yeah, yeah. I I think you'll enjoy it, and it's it's really great. You may remember a couple segments ago we had Earth, Wind, and Fire uh, as a bit of music, and I commented how it relates in a way to the Holy Spirit because there was fire and there was wind. Well, let's come to that fire. The fire of Pentecost, they saw, people saw tongues of fire upon the heads of the disciples. Fire. It burns up wood like in a campfire. It burns up the sordid sins which hide in our soul. The fire of a candle lightens a room. It also illuminates the hidden recesses of our soul. At the same time, the light of the Spirit shows us where to walk safely. Fire melts snow on a cold winter day. The Spirit's fire melts our hearts of ice and brings us hope and purpose and love. The flames, light, and warmth of a campfire draw people together the same flames warmth and glow of the spirit bring together the most unlikely of people the refiner's fire makes metals pure and strong god's refining fire brings out of brokenness strength first peter chapter 1 beginning at verse 6 In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined 
by fire may be proven genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. In your uh, silly way, you managed to bring in your favorite music when talking about wind and fire. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's still one subject we haven't talked about when it comes to Pentecost. Mm-hmm. And that is language. Ah. Uh, and you know, some people would wonder, why didn't we even jump on that one right away? But when we look at language, well, first, as we, as we heard it read, all these different languages, people, because it's Pentecost festival, were coming from all over the world, mm-hmm. and they heard it in their own heart language, the message of salvation, that Jesus died and rose to forgive sins. Language is amazing, because really, it's not just the words we say, but the way we think of the words. Hmm. Because there actually was a point in time where there was one language and one way of thinking, though now there are many. Genesis chapter 11, beginning at verse 1. Now the whole world had one language and a common speech. As the people moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. They said to each other, Come. Let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used brick instead of stone and tar for mortar. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower that the people were building. The Lord said, If, as one people speaking the same language, they have begun to do this, then nothing they will plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so that they will not understand each other. So the Lord scattered them from there over all the earth, and they stopped building the city. That is why it was called Babel, because the Lord confused the language of the whole world. From there, the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. It's really sad, you know. The people, when they were building the tower, their sin wasn't that they were building the tower. No, it wasn't. It's really that they were trying to do it without God and do it for themselves as in a pride. Oh, won't this be great if we can build this tower to heaven and, and make a name for ourselves? And so that God would help them understand they do need him, he brought many languages and many ways of thinking. And that, of course, made great divisions as we see and hear languages even today. But not just divisions of language and thinking, but there's, there's so much division in, 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 in many people's lives 
All the way from governments down to homes. Even into the church. I would guess many people who are listening today feel marginalized and separated and, 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 and not together because they're feeling the effects of uh, the Tower of Babel. That's the cool thing, though, is because at Pentecost, with the sending of the Holy Spirit, he once again brought unity back into the picture. Everybody understands that that heartache of being alone. I'm sure you can think of times you were alone. I, I can think of times <laughs> I've sat alone. Mm-hmm. Jesus cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And when on the cross he was that alone, he did so for you and me, so that he might then unify us with the Father. And so the sending of the Holy Spirit isn't so much about that there be these magical fire tongues or, or that there be a mighty wind or uh, amazing languages, but rather the point of the Holy Spirit is to bring unity as it brings the message to our hearts, to our heart language, that we are not alone. Pastor Dave, yeah. last week you asked me about one of my hobbies. Mm-hmm. So, turnabout is fair play. Mm. Tell me about one of your hobbies. Well, probably my favorite is, is, is uh, building, woodworking. Oh. I love to, to work with, with wood and tools. Every house we've lived in, I've, I've slowly remodeled. And I take it painstakingly care in doing so. I'm not a, a rushing at it, and I'm not a professional, but I am a perfectionist. So I take mm-hmm. my time, and I cut things, and I nail them, and I screw them, and I put them together. And because I'm taking my time, I can make them look extra special, kind of like the old craftsmen of old before. Sure. And so I, I've redid our, our kitchens, every single one of the houses. And, and when Deb says, oh, make me this, I'll say, sure. And I love making yeah, furniture. Yeah, I saw one of the things that you made. It was a beautiful oh, clock. Thank you. Yeah, the grandfather clock. That was a, a gift I made for, for my wife uh, years and years ago. She showed me one in a store, and I looked at it, and I thought, I can go home and make that. <laughs> and I loved it because I was using my router. Oh, I love routering. It makes these different shapes. And <laughs> and, and, and you cut them and shape and mold and, and then you uh, uh, slowly piece it together and, and, and as my wife says there's just a pile of lumber there on the floor and then it slowly comes together into something mm. that's really beautiful I like woodworking sounds like you really enjoy building things I do, I do and you know that's the way you are not just in woodworking but the way we are together mm-hmm we're all about building. And that's mm. what the Holy Spirit's all about. Building a community. They, in the, when they were building the Tower of Babel, they were trying to build something for themselves. But the whole community that we build, all of us, you, the listeners, us, and the, the whole church, it's about building together into one. 
And we all have a place and a purpose, though it be small or be large, it doesn't matter. We are all needed, for we are the body of Christ. You know, Cecilia, the gift of the Holy Spirit and Pentecost really is a great reversal. Oh? Yeah. Previous to that, to know God, to worship God, everybody had to come to Jerusalem. In fact, that's what Pentecost was about. People were coming to Jerusalem to worship him. They were uh, using ascension psalms and giving him gifts. Mm. It was at that point that God poured out the Holy Spirit, reversing the direction of his worship, that instead of coming up to Jerusalem, that the message of God is going out into the world. For that is the message we have with the power of the Holy Spirit to be witnesses to the world. Great reversal number one. The great reversal number two undergirds or supports the reversal number one. Jesus came from heaven. You see, we before had to go to God to please God. But when Jesus came from heaven, he came to bring us back to God again. And that's why he had to ascend into heaven send us the Holy Spirit. If you remember, we talked about in the last show how if he had stayed on earth, everyone would have wanted to go to Jerusalem or wherever he was to be with him. Some of us couldn't afford it. Some of us have a hard time with travel. But through the Holy Spirit, God comes to us. And great reversal number three connects tightly with that. When we were trying to bring bulls and and sheep and sacrifices to God, tangible things, it didn't work. It fell short. God came to us. And now he uses tangible things to reach us. He uses his word. He uses his word connected with water and wine. And we respond to him with, instead of bulls and sheep, with our prayers for people and our praises for the work that he does in the lives of others. Once again, it's been a pleasure to be with you here in room 4216. As always. I hope that you share this with other people. Bring them with you. Or at least pass this podcast on to others so that they too uh, might feel the safe comfort that we We are are not not alone.
credits. Earth, Wind, and Fire, Got to Get You Into My Life, and Interlude Music, Terry Nord, and Robert Vaughn.